Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We here. We in this thing. We here. We here. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, exercise obsession today. I know. You know, it's interesting. We've done so many episodes now on food obsession, intuitive eating, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, kind of adrenal fatigue, extreme dieting, food obsession. And then we were like, oh, we never really, we kind of, like, they go hand in hand, they but do. we haven't really talked about our kind of exercise history. And how we kind of pulled ourselves out of that kind of like exercising cycle as they, well. They do go hand in hand. And sometimes I forget about it. And I, I actually really did forget about it until the episode with Kelsey Heenan. And she was talking about her issues with, yeah, struggling for overexercising. And I was like, kind of like this light bulb moment going, oh, we haven't really talked about that. And it's just ironic because a lot of messages I get from women who are going through adrenal fatigue, the hardest thing they have, the hardest thing they have a problem with besides the food is quitting or slowing down their exercise frequency and, mm-hmm. and duration. And they will literally say to me things like, well, I'm already gaining so much weight working out this much. If I stop or if I pull back, then it's going to get worse. Sure. And so there's this compulsion of like the fear of if I'm already working out three hours a day, if I only do one, then, then what's going to happen? Well, it's a control mechanism, right? Like in yeah. a way there's, I even caught myself like recently, um, you know, I only exercise for like 10, 15 minutes, but I was on the Stairmaster and I don't know about you, but I used to look at the calorie counts on the machines mm. and for whatever reason, my like OCD brain needed me to like get to a certain, certain level. Number. So mm-hmm. yeah, especially when I was getting ready for competition every week, I would try to get more and more calories mm-hmm. burned. And so I'm on the Stairmaster a couple months ago and I did, I don't know, like 10 minutes or something. I never do that much, but I did 10 minutes and it, get, it got to like, I was at like 82 calories right. and I was like. Let me hit a hundred. Let me get a hundred. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I, I actually caught myself and I was like, fuck that. I'm getting off because mm-hmm. what? Okay. Then I get to a hundred calories. <laughs> then I, I'm like, oh, I'll just push it to 150. <laughs> I'll just push it to 200. Like it's 18 extra fucking calories. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even about like, okay, what's the big deal, Jill? You could just get a couple extra cows. No worries. A couple, couple minutes extra. Yeah. But it wasn't that. It was the mentality yeah. that I recognized. And I was like, I'm not going down. I refuse to go down that. Yeah. So I'm interested in like just, I'm interested in like kind of your just purely your exercise story. Well, you know, you being an athlete, you were like, you know, gymnast growing up. So like, how did that feed into your Well, process? you know, it's funny you said the 82 and I instantly thought get to 100 because that was right. my mentality of, but then what would happen? <laughs> I would do something like that where I get to 100, but then I would go 11 minutes. I'm like, well, now I need to go for 15 minutes. Totally. And then at 15, I get to like maybe 132 and I'm like, well, we got to make it 150 like there's always a weird it's like this OCD thing that has to like you have to hit certain numbers yep and I find it fascinating that it's the same thing with the scale or numbers with calories like you start fixating on these numbers yep it's it's really interesting when I think back about my exercise uh story it brings me back to a very specific time I was eight years old and I don't know where this came from um my parents had just gotten divorced and I was around my grandma more because we moved into my grandmother's house, my mom's mom. And my grandmother's always been overweight. She ended up having gastric bypass when I was 10. Um, there was always diets, always slim fast around the house and like diet bars. And so 
I think I had just moved in with my grandma for the, you know, the school year, lots of diet talk, lots of calorie talk. And I went to stay with my dad for the summer and he took me to my aunt's house. And I remember saying, I'm going to go on a run or a jog because I needed to exercise. And I don't know if burn calories was in my vernacular, but I needed to exercise. So I left in Salt Lake City, downtown Salt Lake. (laughs) I started jogging and I took a wrong turn somewhere and I came back to a house and it wasn't the right house. I tried to open the door and it was the wrong family and I started freaking out and the sun was setting. It was starting to get dark and I started to panic and I was um, running and looking for the house and going down all these streets and I was just like freaking out and uh, just on the verge of losing my mind. I started to cry and I don't know how long I was gone, maybe 15 minutes, but it felt like an hour. And I literally got myself lost because I needed to, I needed to go exercise. Also, I don't know why my dad thought it was okay to let his eight-year-old just go run in downtown Salt Lake <laughs> to exercise. I mean, this is the eighties though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. and shit was safer. <laughs> but, uh, it was, it started there. Like it started, I just remember being eight years old and getting lost cause I had to go exercise that night. And then when I was, I started gymnastics later on the next year, I want to say, And we did a lot of condition, they call it conditioning. I guess it's just, it's more exercise, push-ups, sit-ups, you know, whatever the exercise things are. And so I would always do extra because I wanted to be a good gymnast and I had this Mm -hmm. idea to be in the Olympics. So I would go home and do extra things before bed. And I would make myself do 50 V-ups every night, 50 push-ups every night. And I had like a certain number, like I'd have to hit these certain things before I was allowed to go to bed. And so my stuff started pretty early. Like I was young, eight, nine years old, where I was doing these things, kind of like hitting certain numbers and having to do a certain number of reps of something before... I could earn sleep or to go to bed. Like I wouldn't let myself do that. Mm -hmm. And so then of course it turned into the, just what you said, like hitting a certain number of calories or number of minutes on the treadmill or on the set mill and kept going on and on. And I could tell I'll, we can go into how I stopped that, but I want to hear yours too. Yeah. So I got started um, obviously in sports as well. And I always just loved exercise. Like my mom, very similar. She was the eighties. So she would always, be jogging like she'd leave me and she was single parent at the time and so she'd leave me for like 20 minutes and go for a jog or whatever and you know I remember I actually did my first like one mile run when I was like five because it was the 80s like even five-year-olds are running 5k's like but I remember my mom uh, I'll never forget the story she says you because I would just like sprint around the the neighborhood with like the boys and I was always mm-hmm. really fast for my age and I have these big you know quads and it's genetic and all that stuff and I spent a lot of time sprinting and so I was winning the race mm-hmm. but I was so far out in front of any other kid mm-hmm. that I thought I was doing something wrong yes I yeah. thought it was like a problem yeah so I waited yeah until the next person came and I came in second <laughs> I could so see that happening. It's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those funny things. So actually my background started in dance. I actually like did, I grew up dancing and even in like sixth grade, I had four girlfriends and we started a dance group called the young stars. (laughs) And like, we would just put, we'd choreograph dances. This is when like Janet Jackson's Janet album was out. I was obsessed with Janet Jackson. But I remember with a girlfriend being like, let's go for a run or let's go do sit-ups or let's go. And so it always was just like more fun, fun. for me. It never felt like it was a punishment. Yeah. And I was just doing sports and I was, you know, I really loved the feeling of sweating and I yeah. still do. Yeah. And it really, and then as I got older in high school, I was doing track full time. And after track practice, I would go and do 
start lifting and then I'd go and do a step aerobics class Mm because that's like very close to dancing right so I actually fell in love with aerobics and started teaching aerobics when I was 16 and then I taught aerobics all through college and it was a blast like I just loved step aerobics I could I could exercise for hours and hours and hours and it was like fun exercise yeah and then at some point exercise didn't wasn't fun anymore yeah did you ever buy tapes like I think it's oh yeah like the firm yeah I did the firm tapes I was doing separate Reebok when those steps first came out I mean it was so fun though like making up dances and like getting to the music and I never felt like it was a chore I never felt like it was a chore either I just made real weird rules around it but I I remember Costco was new or maybe just they opened in Vegas and they had the three pack of the abs of steel buns of steel and thighs of steel and I asked my parents to buy me that set of tapes and I couldn't have only been in sixth grade or seventh grade oh yeah and I would come home from school and do those tapes and then I would go to gymnastics (laughs) right after (laughs) but uh, yeah I just still love aerobics I liked the feeling of being strong I was always the strongest in my school like you did the presidential fitness test and I was always the fastest always did the most sit-ups always did the most push-ups and just was always stronger than everybody yeah so I liked that feeling I think when I started to compete and I'm trying to think if it was before then I guess it was a little before then. My eating disorder kind of resurfaced in college after. So I I struggled with eating disorder. Uh, I got pregnant and that kind of put a halt on things. And then I think once I, uh, in college, I started to learn about competing and, and dieting and being able to manipulate things then. And that's when I think it's, it, the exercise obsession wasn't terrible then, but it was definitely starting. So I started going to the gym and I remember wanting to lift but I was always scared of like, there was always guys in the weights. So I would like sneak over, do some uh, yep. like lateral raises and then put them down like before anybody saw me and then run away or like do some curls. And that's like all you knew how to do. But I would do the treadmill and I would kind of start, I started with the like a certain distance or a certain time and then try to push myself past that. And then pretty soon I was going like 60 minutes. And once I started competing, my coach would we would, let's say I had 12 weeks before a show, maybe when we started 12 weeks out, I was doing 30 minutes. And then every single week, he'd like add five. He'd be like, okay, 35, and then 45. And then it was two sessions a day of 30 and 30, and then two sessions of 35 and 35, and then, and so on and so forth. So it turned into where after, after my first competition, I was scared to back off. Sure. I was like, wow, I got this lean doing all this stuff. And you get all these affirmations and people going, whoa, what are you doing? Are you competing? And they start to make comments on your physique and you start to take that affirmation in. And then you think, well, this is what I did to get there. This is what I have to do to maintain it. And that's when I think the the obsession really started was, well, if I'm doing two 45-minute sessions a day or two hours a day, then I can't do less because then I'm going to Gain. gain everything back or lose all the things that I worked for. And that's a tricky and slippery slope to be in because you do also think, well, you start to do all the math with the calories you're eating and thinking, well, if I'm burning this much, because of course your brain is somehow a, a math machine while you're going through <laughs> all this, you're counting everything the scale, the inches, the food, um, you start going, well, if I'm burning X number of calories, then, and I'm eating this much, then I'm not, and it just turns into this 
I don't know. It's like this It's number. like all arbitrary numbers, right? Oh, yeah. Like it's just like shit you make up. It's like yes. a construct in your head. Yeah. You know, and it's weird. I had a very similar experience where, except for me, instead of minutes, it was calories, mm-hmm. which can we just talk about how the calorie counts on these machines they don't are know. not, they're they don't, just so inaccurate, yeah, but whatever, know. it just didn't matter. So my first week of competition prep, I would always be, I need to get a thousand calories a day. Uh-huh. At whatever that was. Sure. And then it went to, I, I'd always bump it by 150. So then it was 1150. Mm. Then it was 1300. Then it was, so, I mean, literally I would be burning like 2000 calories, or like 2300 calories a day on a machine, which obviously that's the thing is like your metabolism sh- slows down mm-hmm. as a result of that. Mm-hmm. For me, when I was coming up to a show, I was so not disciplined with my eating. Like I was that person who's like cheating up until like two weeks out from a show. Yeah. That it was always easier for me to do more exercise. Yeah. Like that was always like, okay, well I'll just do more exercise. I'll do more. And I'm, I was reading like three magazines a day. I was watching television shows like the vampire diaries yeah. on my on the, iPad. Yeah. Yeah. Like getting through whole, <laughs> like just whole episodes, whole like s- series of, of shows. And it was all moderate intensity exercise because mm-hmm. I just couldn't do intense exercise because I had to do hours. Mm-hmm. And what ended up happening, and I call this a cardio cycle, is the more exercise we do, our hunger and cravings mm-hmm. just start going through the roof. Mm-hmm. Like I was hungry and craving 100% every minute of every day. The time, yeah. So at some point that gives out, your yep. willpower gives out and you, at least for me, I was overindulging, I was binging, whatever. And so then I go, well, I just have to do more exercise tomorrow. Yep. And as a result of doing more exercise, my hunger and cravings were through the roof again, right? And so uh, it's a cardio cycle that you feel like you can't jump out of because you're scared that if you continue to have these binging episodes, but then you don't burn it off as punishment or penance or whatever, that like you're just going to get fatter. And so it's this like cycle that you feel helpless to take yourself out of because I remember people like Jade would tell me, Jill, just cut back your cardio. You won't be as hungry. And I'm yep. like, you don't understand. Yep. I'm starving every second. This is the only way that I'm not blowing up right now yeah. is by continuing to do all this yes. exercise. And I remember I was at the point where I was doing two hours a day and I woke up one morning and I just started crying mm-hmm. because I was staring down the barrel of having to do two hours again that day. And I was, I just started crying. I was like, how? I was like, I can't not do it. And Jade was like, just don't go to the gym. And I'm like, I can't, can't not, not go. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't not go. And I was so anxious about it. I would be at the gym three times a day. Yeah. We even had an exercise bike at our house. We had like a little recumbent bike. I'd be like, you know, on Same. client calls and jump on it. Just, I'd be like, oh, I'll just go like light and slow for an hour. Just burn a couple extra cows. It was always like, can I get a couple extra cows in? Yeah. And it was just a prison. Ah. Uh. I'm feeling this so much right now. It's so funny. We're talking about this and we haven't talked about it before. I know. It's bringing back so many memories. I got a uh, elliptical for the house because I was doing so much. It was yeah. just like, okay, if I could, and I, it was affecting your marriage and like not spending totally. time with my husband. Yep. So I thought, well, if I at least get an elliptical in the house, then we could kind of have quality time while I'm over here on the elliptical <laughs> and you're watching TV, we could talk to each other. And it, I remember never that. addressing the real problem. No, right. And I remember too the feeling of okay, if I overindulge or if I eat something extra, I have to burn it off. And so, like, if it literally one to one, two hundred calories on the back, then I got to burn two hundred calories on the machine. As and it if your body is like a direct calculator. Yeah, it doesn't work. That way. It just does it. That's why it's all. That's why you know it is all this just like big arbitrary construct that you made up in your mind. You have these rules, and the funny thing and tragic thing is that I never stopped to ask like. 
why yeah like why do I feel this compulsion to exercise that was never now looking back I'm like of course yeah you know like I had this perfectionist attitude and I just didn't feel good enough and I had some big self-worth issues but for whatever reason I could never be normal and I see it's funny I still see it on social media with these competitors or you know kind of extreme dieters they're like whatever you need to do to get it in I'm there at I'm at the gym at 11 o'clock at night I'm just like, damn, dude, you should be sleeping. Yeah. That'd be a better <laughs> yeah. use of your time. Well, this actually came up the other day. So Jeff and I rode our, we got some bikes and we rode f- down the strand, basically the boardwalk, 18 miles one way. We ended up going a total of like 38 miles. And when we got to the f- the halfway point, we were going to eat. And he was like, well, I want to have, he goes, I want to just go all out, like have some pizza. So he goes, oh, let me look how much, how many calories we burned. He goes, we could just eat whatever because it won't count. And I was like, no, that's not how it works. It doesn't mean just because you exercise like crazy, whatever you eat doesn't count. It, I mean, in a way, yes, but what does that even mean? What does that mean? It doesn't count. Well, I, now you're on like the roller coaster, yes, right? Like that's yeah. the thing. It's like just eat normally, totally. just train normally. I mean, Some days you're going to have those days where you burn a lot of cows because totally. you're out and about. Totally. And other days you're going to have, you're going to burn zero calories because you're at home. And so in those days you're in a caloric surplus. Yeah. So like, but it all comes out in the wash. Yes, it all comes out in the wash. It's not like if we ate all the pizza that day it just wasn't going to count because we it just was silly and I just deficit as if it's a (laughs) one-to-one yeah and I just kind of laughed and I was like how about we just ask do we even want pizza today I'm like no we're riding all the way back I don't want to feel like just a heavy stomach eating pizza on the next 20 miles we have to go back Exactly. And it is and it is an interesting thing where we start to think we're doing this to negate anything we just did because it just it just doesn't work that way. And so it was hard for me kind of back to your crying story. I got to the point where I was just getting so exhausted physically. I remember sitting in front of the gym parking lot and crying multiple times, driving up, bawling my eyes out and going, I have to go in there. I ha- Like I have this many things I need to do. And there were a few times towards the end, I remember picking up a five pound weight and it just felt so heavy. And then I went over to the stair mill and I could usually push myself at level seven, eight, nine, ten, 10. And I was like on level three and every couple seconds I just stop and catch my breath. And I was like, I'm so tired. I can't do this. And once I got to the extreme and I've talked about this on the uh, food obsession episode, I just got to that fuck it moment of I'm doing all this work. I'm eating super clean and I'm still getting the weight. Might as well enjoy it. And I'm not going to work out anymore. I'm going to eat whatever I want. And I literally just quit like cold turkey exercise. And of course I had the thoughts, the people who messaged me of like, oh my gosh, if you just stop, you're going to blow up. Like I'm already gaining weight. And of course I thought that. And I was just at the point where I was just like, like this is, this is my destiny. My (laughs) destiny is to turn into my 600 pound life, have a TLC show and roll away (laughs) in a Twinkie filled lifestyle. I don't know, but I just stopped cold Turkey. And what I, what happened was I found, uh, my body had this compensatory effect of just even more exhaustion. That's when I started sleeping like crazy. I couldn't even wake up. I was sleeping 12 hours at night and then taking like a four hour nap. And it turned into this like, then I was so scared. I'm like, gosh, I'm so tired. But I think it was my body finally going, thank God, bitch. Like you're finally stopping. Like let us rest now. Yep. So I, once I stopped cold turkey, like after four days, I couldn't have even gone back for the first week or so if I wanted to. I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. And I just let myself, uh, that was when I started to do the unfollowing on social media. When I'd see those girls or guys post like getting it in, it's midnight, no excuses. I was like, I can't look at this because it was making me, it was triggering my competitive response to be like, shoot, they're right. I should just go. Shoot, I should just go do this. 
And so it was a mental battle more than anything to make myself not exercise yep. because uh, I, one, it was so hard. And two, I knew it wasn't helping me. I think it was, it was contributing to my um, messing up with the insulin response, but also inflammation, just yep. contributing more inflammation and totally. stress. And uh, stopping was, it was for me a daily, a day by day thing. Like I had to choose every day to not go. And it took a while before I finally was just like, yeah, just rest, just rest, give it some time. But you, mine was a little bit go? more gradual. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, kind of Jade saying that to me, you know, if you just cut your exercise back, you won't be as hungry and craving. And I was like, I've actually been starving my entire life. So yeah. that yeah. will never work for me. Yep. But what happened was I left my job. I was running the uh, fitness center at Wake Forest University. I was running all of their fitness programs in their rec center. And when I quit that job in 2012, um, I didn't have access to a conventional gym anymore. I could have signed up for a gym, but whatever, but I'd never paid for gym membership my entire life. Yep. So I was like, okay, at that time, metabolic effect had a studio yep. and it just had free weights. That was it. It had free weights and like a multi, you know, thing or whatever. So I was like, let me see if I can just deal with this. And so I started doing stuff like running stadiums. I started doing things like sprinting. And by nature, those two, those, those kinds of modes of cardio are so intense that you just can't go for hours. So I remember just being like, okay, I'm going to leisure walk and I'm going to do these other things and like work out outside more and go to the studio and do more metabolic conditioning stuff. And I was working out a lot less and my body didn't change. Like at that point it did not change. And I remember just, and also my hunger decreased, my cravings decreased, but at the time it felt like a real risk. Like, but I always consoled myself by knowing that I could always go back. Mm -hmm. And so if you're listening to this and you're going, Oh my God, that's exactly how I feel. I feel like I can't let up on the reins or else like my entire world's going to explode. I want to remind you that like you just can do a very slow Mm -hmm. pullback. So if you're doing, let's just say you're doing an hour of cardio every day and you're like so exhausted and you hate it, cut it back to 45 minutes for a week and just evaluate, evaluate things like how are your clothes fitting? You know, how are your hunger and cravings? How's your energy? And just, and I think that's a really valuable experiment to do for yourself because I think what you'll find is that nothing actually changed. Yeah. And you'll be like, wow, now I can do 45 minutes a day. Yeah. And then come back to 30 and see how that feels. I mean, now, like, I don't do anything past like 15 minutes of cardio and it's always intervals, but I think you have to have that experience. And then I had another experience in 2015 where I actually went to Europe for nine weeks Mm -hmm. and I didn't exercise at all. Not at all. I walked a lot. We did this long hike. But that, I think, was like the final thing that I needed to fall in love with exercise again. Because at one point, exercise used to be fun. Then it became a full-time job. Yep. And after that, like, just nine-week washout period, I moved to L.A. And I was like, okay, exercise can be fun again. I started doing more CrossFit. I started doing shorter workouts. And now it's just like literally minute effective dose. What's the least I can get away with? (laughs) And my clothes still fit and I feel strong and I look athletic. That's it. I like that you said that you fell in love with it again because I think growing up, like I loved doing it. I liked all that stuff. And it came to a point where I was just, I was miserable. It was something I had to do. It felt like a, a death sentence. And I was just like, I hate this. And I had a fear when I stopped that I'll never, like, what if I never do it again? And what if I do end up 600 pounds on my, on TLC having a show? And what if I, what if I never want to have, like, what if I don't want to do it again? And I did, but I did need to give myself, I did need to give myself a long break. 
And when I was ready, I was ready. And I like working out again. I mean, I know I complain to you all the time. And I, <laughs> you guys know, like, if you hang around us, I just whine and bitch the whole time. But I do enjoy it. And I look forward to it. It's just different now. Yeah. I, would, I would dread going for two hours. Yeah, that's just way too freaking long. Well, and also, if you're going for two hours... First of all, it's not even effective because yeah. you're, you can, you, there's no intensity, right, yep. Yep. to you. And I remember even at that time, I was reading so many magazines. Like, what was I even putting into my brain? You know what so I mean? Like, true. that's another thing is, like, I was watching television shows, which is, again, it's, like, fine if you watch TV. I try not to, like, be elitist about television. But honestly, like, it was not educational, instructive. It was a waste of time. And I was reading, like gossip magazines yeah yep. i knew like who was dating who in hollywood i knew like what everyone's wearing on the red carpet like shit that like why is that how is that bettering me as a person and like i try not to judge it but i judge it because i was doing it yeah and like if you have the time to read full-on like smut magazines yeah. like all, i was reading every single one on the new shelves well yeah I was and you'd read that stuff too because it just took so much mental energy to like have anything else it was just yeah easy you could to read just like consume. an actual book yeah just like easy to consume just kind of crap just look at pictures yeah and just to distract you because you're like oh my gosh I have to be here forever right and I'm looking at it like okay that's probably like three to four hours a day that I'm reading stuff about celebrities and or watching the vampire diaries such a good point such a good point well you know in the happiness diet we talk about like it's what Diet is not just what yep. you're eating, it's what you're consuming, right. and that is so good. I remember doing the same thing, just looking at magazine pictures and, like, body uh, goals kind of things, yep. just to keep myself going and reading that kind of stuff. And just you saying it right now, it never even occurred to me that was using so much of my time doing that. Totally. And one of the things I was going to bring up was when I completely stopped there was this thing of, I have all this extra time now yep. that where I used to spend three or four hours of my day at the gym. Now I suddenly had this extra time and I had to figure out what to do with that. And I tried to actually start reading more spirituality and like meditation. Cause really I was trying to deal with all the anxiety in my head right. for not yep. doing it. So yep. I was really re uh, going into like self-help stuff and and reading those kind of things and I remember even talking to Jade about doing leisure walks and I never I was like walking whatever like right. roll eye roll but I started doing that just to do something I would go on walks and I would try to keep myself from start like uh, from starting to pit power, power walk, walk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like okay leisure walk leisure walk not power walk yeah but I had all this extra time and I did start to use that to just learn more try to fill my brain with things that were more I don't know. Nourishing. Yeah. Nourish educational. <laughs> yeah. That could maybe leverage for your own personal success. <laughs> There's literally no reason why I need to know what Angelina Jolie wears on the red carpet. Oh that piece of information yeah. does nothing for my actual totally. reality. Totally. And so I know I sound super judgy, but I'm also like, I do judge it because yeah. also I was doing that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, it's a really good point that you brought up. And, and to that point for people who feel like they're trying to cut back, there is a very real thing of what do I do with this time now? Yeah. Like I have extra time on my hands and there could be a very good, maybe one of the reasons you are over exercising or spending hours and hours at the gym is because you're trying to avoid thinking about something or you're trying to avoid something else in your life. So you're using exercise as a distraction, just the same way I use drinking as a distraction after my divorce. Like you might be using exercise as a distraction and maybe back to the therapy episode, maybe this is a time like to go to therapy and figure out why are you using it as a distraction or what are the things that are coming up when you're not spending two hours at the gym? Is it loneliness? Yep. Maybe you're 
yeah, there's so many things that it could be. So I like Jill's approach of like cutting back slowly. I don't think it's necessary to do cold turkey unless you are major in it in major adrenal fatigue. And I'm going to tell you, like, if you don't stop cold turkey, your body will eventually make you at some point. Like, enough uh, your adrenal fatigue gets bad enough you will just hit exhaustion and end up in the hospital and that can happen to anybody just honestly you can just get sick like if you're pushing yourself so so much your body at some point is going to be like not doing this anymore yep you're going to get into a car accident or something because you're tired you're going to get really ill you're going to get sick and something will make you stop so you may as well start like uh, weaning yourself out on your own before your body does it or something else does it. And I do think it's one of those things that comes down to like self-trust and having, uh, making the leap before you're ready. So I think one of the things that maybe the reasons why people don't cut back on their exercise when they know they're doing too much is because they're still trying to hold on to that like locus of control. If I just keep doing two hours of cardio a day, I can control how I look. And if I can control how I look, then I can control the kind of affirmation that I get or the, how people see me or people's perception of me, whatever. So doing a lot of exercise is kind of a bandaid for actually working on your self-worth, right? Mm-hmm. It's really not the exercise, mm-hmm. even though sometimes we can, I know for me, like I looked at it like a badge of honor. I'm going to do the most exercise and do the most cardio. I can do the most, teach the most fitness classes, whatever. But I think the biggest thing is I think if you are, do have fear that you will, eat a lot still because if you're doing a lot of exercise there's no way you're not like starving all the time you're probably ravenous all the time and I think the fear is if I cut back and I still eat at the same level but I want and this is where the faith piece comes in or like the self-trust or whatever comes in which is your physiology is extremely intelligent and it will always auto-regulate in fact, not even like it won't even take that long. Like you'll probably notice within a couple of weeks. Yep. So yes, do you have that like a couple week window where you'll still be hungry and you'll still feel like very uncomfortable in your skin and things like that where you're like, ah, like I should be doing more and like I'm overeating. Like you're really going to project and really get scared. But I'm telling you, if you start practicing some a little bit of mindfulness and you notice your hunger will go down your cravings will decrease, especially if you're using that time you used to be exercising to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Like your, your, your hormones are extremely intelligent and your body will shape up and it will auto-regulate. And I think you'll be like, wow, why didn't I do this sooner? That's how I was. I was like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner because I didn't trust. Yeah. I want to echo that, that I had the same experience as I stopped the exercise and I, yeah there was a there was a little time where I was really hungry because I thought I like you I'm like I'm always hungry I've been hungry for the last you know my whole life I feel like um but my appetite did start to regulate itself did start to regulate regulate itself I didn't think it ever would I didn't think that it was possible to even know what hunger or full was because I never I felt like I was always hungry but yep. it did regulate itself I didn't uh, believe it, but I'm just going to echo what Jill said. There's at least two of us in the room and I know there's more who know that this is the case. So you do have to just kind of take your foot off the gas a little bit and you will find your body will start to figure and it's going to be uncomfortable you know like here's the thing is if you might let's just say you kind of overindulge on, on the weekend a lot of people's first inclination and we see this all the time on social media just gotta do some extra cardio just gotta you know get it in on monday, monday. like cool i'm gonna do like a bunch and it's fine except for the fact that that is not benign so what i mean by that is like on monday you need to just do your regular exercise and certain modes of exercise can also help you 
regulate your appetite, right? So doing high intensity interval training, very short exercise, like 10 minutes, 15 minutes max, weight training will help you regulate your appetite. But if you're doing a ton of moderate intensity exercise, like jogging and elliptical at like a middle range intensity and aerobics and stuff like that, that's going to jack up and it's going to have a hormonal effect. So we can get into that. I'm going to do a separate episode on some of the, the stuff, like really the physiology of exercise. But just remember the faster you can just go back to your regular way of doing things, which is like a moderate way of eating and a normal amount of exercise, you're going to move past that overindulgence a lot faster than if you try to overcompensate or punish yourself, you're going to continue the cycle. I actually have an, e- I, um, I'll have to find it, but I do have an article on Jill Fit. It's called um, something about the cardio cycle. If you search Jill Fit cardio cycle, I actually take you through exactly how to kind of jump out of that cycle. So my prescription is in there and it yes. actually has like a whole like week to week plan of like how you start cutting back. Cutting back. Uh, it's so funny. You wouldn't think that's necessary and it's so necessary. So if you're find yourself in that, like you guys look that up. I was just thinking, and I didn't want, I want to like end here, but it just made me think of the moderate cycle. I think one of the reasons we did that maybe was remember back like on the machines. I don't, I don't know if they still have these. I haven't noticed, but they had the fat burner zone. Yeah. There was like the cardio zone, the heart rate zone. Like, and I think that was the thing that made you go, well, I'm not in my fat burning zone. I have to stay there. And it's all just made up shit. It's marketing, dude. Yeah. It's these machines. It's marketing. It's like, ooh, let me just get these to you. It looks like it's bells and whistles, right? And it does. It works on the psychology of people. It definitely hits. And and by the way, like fat burning zone, it just means it's a lower intensity. You probably Mm -hmm. ask yourself like, this doesn't feel like it's burning fat. It's lower intensity. Mm -hmm. It's because at that lower intensity, your body is burning a higher percentage of fat calories than it is carbohydrate calories. But the overall caloric burn is less yeah. than if you did high intensity interval training. So if you're doing yep. higher intensity interval training type stuff, you're burning a higher percentage of carbs versus fat, but overall your caloric burn is higher and you have an after effect, yep. right? Versus if you do moderate intensity, once you finish, you're done. Yep. And so I think it's time for us to get smarter and also reclaim our fucking lives. Yeah. You know? That's the bottom line. Reclaim your lives. We guys, we, we are sharing our stories with you because we've seen one way, maybe the hard way. And we've seen another way, which I think is just more fun way and a more living life way. I'm not saying it's better, but it's, it's better, better, <laughs> but it's better. better actually. Um, so yeah, we just want to help you and, um, uh, we would love to hear your stories and share as well, or just questions or concerns we have a facebook group where you guys have great conversations and help each other if you go to the bestlifepodcast.com it redirects you to the facebook group and we love having more conversations about these kind of episodes i can't believe it's taken us this long to actually talk about the exercise portion but i'm glad we have and really curious about um, whether or not you guys have felt the same if you feel like the food obsession is tied in or you had struggled with one more than the other. And then any questions you have, we'd love to hear them when we could address those on another episode with this as a topic as well. And then also uh, check out the happiness diet, the happiness diet, you know, all of the things we talk about in there, a lot of them have to do with tough conversations, relationships, but also it goes into body and balance and If you are going through something like this, trying to cut back, the modules in there and the lessons are going to also apply to this kind of stuff as well. So you can go to thehappinessdiet.com. This episode is sponsored by The Happiness Diet, and we love to see who's in there and who's getting some amazing results. So Love it. All right, right, guys. guys, We'll see you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.